welcome to Mindful Moments of Mars. The oh, this is all a bit William Shatner. Welcome to Mindful Moments of Mars. The audio experience that uses the writings of Edgar Rice Burroughs to explore mindfulness. What does that mean? What does it mean to say that we're exploring mindfulness? It means that we're breathing and occasionally mentioning mindfulness and trying to relate things to it. And through those relationships, through those analogies, through those connections, we're building a web in which we can entrap the wasp of our ignorance and then crawl onto the wasp of our ignorance after it has finished gyrating and getting itself even further entangled. And then we can begin to suck the juices from its body until it becomes a desiccated husk. The desiccated husk of our ignorance will be sucking the ignorance juice out of it into our own bodies. This wouldn't seem like a good analogy for removing ignorance, would it? If we're sucking ignorance juice out of a wasp into ourselves. But the wasp is a part of ourselves as well. That's that's where the analogy comes around again in a twist. The wasp is also part of ourselves. And the spider, which we are, is also part of ourselves. We can't really remove our ignorance. We can just move it around. Um, it's like money in an offshore account where we're trying to evade the tax of a lack of wisdom. The tax of a lack of wisdom imposed by the... Um, sensible government of being a human. I've lost, I've lost the run of this metaphor. We're a wasp, we're a spider. We're paying tax to a government, which we also are. And we're, we're trying to evade tax. We always try and evade ourselves, don't we? Isn't that the truth of what I'm really trying to get to all along? Isn't that what I was really trying to say? How about I read some Edgar Rice Burroughs? Edgar Rice Burroughs will show us the way in his um, inimitable way, although I do think someone could imitate Edgar Rice Burroughs if they want to do so. I don't know if he is inimitable. They watched the people coming and going. No, 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 I've skipped a sentence. So uh, Gek has just crawled into a hole. Um, Tara and Taran reclined beneath the scant shade of a small tree. They watched the people coming and going through the gate. The party of horsemen did not return. A small herd of Zitidars was driven into the city during the day, and once a caravan of broad-wheeled carts drawn by these huge animals wound out of the distant horizon and came down to the city. It, too, passed from their sight within the gateway. Then darkness came, and Tar of Helium bid her Panthan search for food and drink. But she cautioned him against attempting to enter the city. Before he left her, he bent and kissed her hand, as a warrior may kiss the hand of his queen. And so ends chapter 9. Um, I kind of feel like we were a little bit further than chapter 9 in this book. Um, here in episode 180. 95 of this audio experience journey that we've been taking together but chapter 9 it is so next chapter is chapter 10 10 chapters no no we've read 9 chapters and what have we learned 
about Barsoom, about ourselves, about Gek, the, the beloved fan favorite character Gek. What have we learned about ourselves? We learned that um, we're persistent. We're sticking with this thing. What have we learned about Barsoom? It has diverse peoples who are largely unaware of each other. Um, they're very much living in little bubbles. It's like um, it's like a social network of some description um, where occasionally one person leaves their bubble, goes into another bubble, and um, they get fattened up so that the people in that bubble can eat them. Um, just like in a social network. I'm not naming names. There's topical things happening in the world of, of social media uh, this week. Um, uh, a gentleman who is associated with Mars for various reasons um, is, is, is a topical figure in the topical news of topical social media, but I don't particularly want to talk about that at the moment. And what have we learned about Gek? Fan favorite character Gek. We've learned that at nighttime he likes to crawl and tie into a little hole and uh, rest or think his thoughts. He, he, he values thinking very highly. But during this journey that he's on with Turan, a.k.a. Gahan, and Tara, he is now thinking about thinking differently. He's meta-thinking that maybe thinking isn't all it's cracked up to be. Maybe he should also learn how to sing or, um, I don't know, fly a weird airplane or pretend to be someone else um, while trying to, I don't know, impress a woman. Is that what's happening with Turan slash Gahan? I'm not entirely sure what his, what his uh, scheme is. Um, anyway, though, it's been a week. Uh, it's now time for the weekend. So I advise you to um, remove your tie. If you're not wearing a tie, I advise you to put a tie on. I'll wait. So now remove your tie and... Uh, shake your shoulders out a little bit and take in a deep breath and then let it out and declare to the weekend here I am I have come and I'm not wearing a tie that's all I have to say about that much like Forrest Gump at the end of each um, almost unrelated section of his life story he would say that's all i have to say about that and um which which celebrity from the past will he be photoshopped into a scene with next the audience is left to wonder and um and wonder for not long they had because they just needed to continue watching um, in between the bits on the bench which inter intercut into those segments of meeting important people from the past. That little recap of Forrest Gump is sponsored content. Um, this week's entire series of episodes from uh, 191 to 195 has been sponsored by Robert Zemeckis, the director of Forrest Gump. Um, he said explicitly, don't, don't make mention of his sponsorship until the end of the week. He didn't want lot of attention on it he didn't want it you know the Zemeckites um 
uh, crowding into the scene and overwhelming the normal atmosphere. That uh, did, did Robert Zemeckis even direct Forrest Gump? I should have done my homework before accepting this lucrative deal. Um, and when I say lucrative, I'm talking multiple DVDs of the Polar Express. I Did he also make that? I hope he did. They both have um, Tom Hanks in them, so I feel like, um, you know, the Zemeckites and the, the hanker, hankerers um, probably delighted to see the, the, two great, the two great men working together again. Why did Robert Zemeckis want me to promote Forrest Gump unexpectedly at the end of a week of content that did not relate to Forrest Gump? Because Forrest Gump has has largely fallen out of the public consciousness. How often in your day do you think about Forrest Gump? Seven times? Twelve times? Nineteen times? Rarely would you think about Forrest Gump in the triple digits, which is in the late 90s was the reality of, for many of us. We would think about Forrest Gump. Uh, what, are, what are we talking about here? More than three times an hour. Okay, so more than three times an hour. Uh, these are rough estimates, um, including during your sleep. So many Forrest Gump dreams infused with imagery from, you know, the Bubba Gump shrimp, shrimp Empire, maybe the the bit where he's on a lawnmower. Um, Lieutenant Dan, you got new legs. These sorts of things infusing our dreams, much like... I don't know. (laughs) What other sorts of things infuse our dreams? Um, Our teeth falling out sometimes? So Forrest Gump and our teeth falling out. Um, both important things in our lives. And Robert Zemeckis wants us to think. He, he Robert Zemeckis, okay, here's what, here's what one imagine has happened. Robert Zemeckis has lost some teeth. And that's on his mind. And he's like, I miss thinking about Forrest Gump, but now I'm thinking about the teeth that I've lost. He wants to rebalance that. He came to me. You're probably wondering whether this is true. It would it would seem like Mindful Moments of Mars famously doesn't have sponsored content. Hashtag ad. Hashtag. I'm not sure how to do this. Hashtag sponsored, maybe. Um, famously, no sponsored content. And yet here we are, Robert Zemeckis week, telling you, think about Forrest Gump four times a day. No, 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 four times. Okay, maybe begin four times a day. You can probably set an alarm for that. But you want to work yourself up to four times an hour. You want to get it in every 15 minutes. Um, It's kind of like the Pomodoro technique, but for thinking about Forrest Gump. So you set a timer, 15 minutes. At At the beginning of each timer, you think about Forrest Gump. Then you can, you know, get on with other tasks. At the end of the hour... Don't take a break. Just begin the process again. And um, yeah, for the first few months of this, you probably shouldn't um, sleep for long periods. You can maybe do some power naps during the 15-minute sections. 
get a very annoying egg timer, I would advise. Um, Zemeckites, if you have any um, Zemeckites in your life, you can reach out to them and ask them what what process do they use. Um, you probably have a Zemeckite in your family um, or maybe a close friend who's a Zemeckite. And they will tell you, you know, where they got their timer, you know, when do they sleep, if they sleep. And um, any any kind of thoughts that just spawn ideas for how to think about Forrest Gump so frequently and not to get bored. Um, not that there's anything boring with Forrest Gump, because it's filled with different time periods. And uh, he does a dance with Elvis and he plays ping pong. You probably forgot about the ping pong. Remember there was a big ping pong section towards the... The latter third that is often overlooked when people think about Forrest Gump. Um, Robin Wright is in it. Did you remember that? Well, she is. Uh, who else? Sally Field. It's plenty of things to think about here. Do I have anything else to say about this? Um, I'm grateful to Robert Zemeckis for his sponsorship. Um, I hope that He's happy with this and he'll recommend Mindfulness of Mars to other Hollywood people. <laughs> um, and also the thoughts and and feelings and emotions and uh, fears and hidden truths expressed on Mindfulness of Mars do express those of Robert Zemeckis. Um, this week has been very tightly scripted by Robert Zemeckis. So usually you would, I think usually you'd hear my voice coming through, my, my kind of, je ne sais quoi, my, the, you know, the hand of the author just gently stroking down your face like the way um, one, of the, one of the characters in Face Off does every now and then in a kind of creepy way. Um, you, usually you'd feel that from me, but I think this week you probably knew deep down that actually it was Robert Zemeckis who was, stroking your face and um, through my words and I hope that wasn't unsettling for any um any Volnoros who are also Zemeckites you probably knew from the start what was happening um even some Volros who are Zemeckites may have known through their mysterious ways but um, for, for many of you who just are listening and thinking, I just just kind of want to hear about, um, I want to hear about Barsoom, I want to hear about mindfulness, uh, you've probably been a little bit unsettled this whole week. And uh, I was going to, if, if I were writing what I'm saying right now, I, I might apologize. But actually, this entire um, section of, of me speaking has been written by Robert Zemeckis, and he is insistent that I don't apologize. Um, so the, this will hang over Th this week, 191 to 195, I think will be remembered in the annals of Mindfulness of Mars as unsettling, unapologetic, and uncensored, because we say whatever we want on this show, no one can stop us. It's also extreme. Um, like like back in the 90s with Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump wasn't really extreme. Okay, listen. Um, this is probably enough. 
I'm reading, and the, the, the script also has tells me when to pause. So there are a few awkward pauses here and there. Um, instructed by Robert Zemeckis. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. Will I do another week sponsored by a different uh, Hollywood person? Not Robert Zemeckis, or maybe Robert Zemeckis again to promote Polar Express. Yes, yes, I will. Now, just keep in mind, I'm saying words written by Robert Zemeckis. So you can't be entirely sure that I will, because he's just said I will, but I'm not saying that. Although you don't know whether I'm saying I don't want to do it, or Robert Zemeckis is saying that he thinks I don't. I, there's layers and layers here. Um, and it's it's a little bit mind-bending, so it's probably a good time to take a breath. I hope you're not as unsettled as Robert Zemeckis has tried to make you feel uh, with his um, invasion of this space that we had built together. Um, but I have profited to the tune of multiple, as I said, multiple DVD copies of Polar Express. Choo-choo! It's almost time for Christmas. Get on board the Polar Express. We have snowmen. Um, people often say the tagline of the movie was too long, and that is actually one of the reasons why it's not a Christmas classic, even though Robert Zemeckis, in his heart, knows that it truly is. And he knows that everyone else knows that as well, that it is a Christmas classic. Why did I just say it wasn't? don't know Robert Zemeckis told me to he wrote it in the script let's end it here after a breath that we'll do now